Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1282, air date July 28th, 2023. All right, good evening, everyone, or good morning to wherever you are. This is Dr. Shiva Ayodhya. Today, we're going to have a very interesting show with two of my colleagues, uh, people who are in the leadership training at Truth, Freedom, and Health, and we're going to be talking about the Zionist racist, Booby Effin Kennedy, who you're going to realize is absolutely a rabid pro-war, quote-unquote, liberal imperialist. So there's a lot of um, very loaded adjectives there. Zionist, racist, Booby Effin Kennedy, pro-war, liberal imperialist. Every one of those words uh, we're going to back up today because each one of those words come from a deep um, history, and it's important people learn political history. Um, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, what the agenda of tip for today is I'm going to introduce our two, um, truth, freedom, health warriors. Uh, they're going to share with you their journey to our movement. Uh, if you want to know more about our movement, uh, in about 15 minutes, I'll play you a video, which will give you more understanding, but anyone who wants to become a warrior scholar, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, you're all invited to come to our orientation that we do open house. You'll meet amazing people, uh, every Thursdays, we do it at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m. EST. You simply go to vashiva.com slash orientation and you can join us, okay? vashiva.com slash orientation. So that's one thing I wanted to um, let everyone know about. Um, but the Movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health is really dedicated to educating you. And the important historic task that we are dealing with right now to educate people not on the obvious establishment like Biden's and the Clinton's and the Obama's and the Bush's, that's easy. But we are here to educate you at this historic point with massive vehemence and in a laser pointed fashion, the not so obvious establishment, the Kennedys and the Trumps. And that is why I, I'm very, very um, unadulterated about exposing these people. As I've said, the right curse word at the right time for the right person, because there are a lot of you out there who are now starting to awaken and you're figuring this out. And we want to let you know, you're in, follow your intuition. These guys are all scumbags. So um, Jason and Justin who will be joining us. will be introducing your journey, how they came to Truth, Freedom and Health. Then we're going to spend a little bit of time because there's a lot of people, as many of you know, Kennedy about 24 hours ago, um, because he's such a scumbag and he speaks with a forked tongue, uh, is a Zionist racist went and supported this fool called Shmuley Bullreach. And we're going to talk about him because he needs to cow down to the Zionist war machine to get funding because that's every uh, president has to go suck off the Zionist lobby. And, and by the way, let me be very clear. Zionism is different than the uh, concept of, you know, this physical geography called Israel, which comes from the old Testament. And, the religion called Judaism. So we're not going to let them confuse it because that's what they do. And they put it in all one big mess. And then they call you an anti-Semite and stuff like that. Um, but Arabs are Semites too. Okay. We need to recognize that. So we're going to then um, after Jason and um, Justin introduce themselves, we're going to expose all these contradictions. So all these people are suddenly saying, Oh my God, why is he supporting this Zionist racist hoodlum? Well, that's what Kennedy's always been supporting on many other areas. So we're going to review that. And then we're going to go through and we're going to go through um, 
who this hoodlum is that because Kennedy's also hoodlums, hoodlums hang out together that he supported and the contradictions. And we're going to end with showing you a very clear line from John F. Kennedy to the other booby RFK to Kennedy that the entire Kennedy family's pro-war and anything you hear about them being pro-peace, it's just pure propaganda. Okay. Created. It's created by the PR machine that Kennedy's have used to convert them to whatever they want. And the Kennedy PR machine can take Charles Manson and make him um, smell like Mother Teresa or like Jesus Christ. That's how good the PR machine is. So let me bring in our uh, two um, uh, oops, guess, sorry. Um, we have Je uh, Jason Valera from Maine and Justin Zalewski. Justin, you're in, um, you can unmute your guy self. Justin, you're in Ireland, right? So I'm going to yeah, I'm in Northern, Northern Ireland. So Northern, I'm going to put it so people. So our movement is a global movement. As everyone knows, we have close to um, half a million people in 120 countries. So um, Justin is in our leadership program. Uh, Jason has been in it for a while. Um, so let's begin. The first part we want to talk about, again, to those of you just joining, the title of today's conversation we're going to have, and we may even open up the call-in lines to take phone calls, is Zionist racist Booby F. and Kennedy pro-war liberal imperialist. So let me bring in with uh, Jason. Why don't you take about a couple of minutes and share how you came to our movement and who you are, right? How you came to the movement. People need to know your, your background. And then um, if you can share it with that, that'd be great. First, perhaps start who yeah. you are and then how you came to our movement. And then Justin sure. will do the same thing. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Dr. Shiva. Um, so, you know, I appreciate you inviting me to this conversation. My name is Jason Valera. I live up in Maine. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts, been up here for a while. Um, I've done a lot of different things from roofing to I was a welder for a long time. And uh, now I'm actually a carpenter in a shipyard up here in Maine. Um, I've had like three different jobs since COVID because uh, I, I, you know, because I stood my ground and I didn't take the vaccine. I feel like I had a lot of support from Truth, Freedom and Health. And uh, I'm very glad that I didn't take that vaccine. Nobody in my family took it. My kids didn't take it. And, um, you know, a lot of people took it and they regret it. I don't think many people who didn't take it regret not taking it. So I'll just I'll just say that real quick. But um, I found Dr. Shiva when COVID was going on. It was a, a blessing um, because I am a family man and I'm not a doctor or a scientist, uh, though I have learned a lot from Dr. Shiva. I needed I needed a, to learn a lot at that point because I was nervous for my family. So, um, you know, first thing he taught me was the immune system. And um, I'm very grateful for that. And I've, I've learned a lot since then. And I've met a lot of great people uh, in this movement. And yeah, I'll, I'll stop there from now. I've been in this movement since 2020 and uh, I would suggest anybody I've learned systems, obviously it took taking the course and uh, I would suggest that anybody do that. It'll just give you a lot of clarity and uh, help you to think things through uh, the way they're throwing stuff at us nowadays. It's, it's important to be able to decipher what's, what's really going on. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Great, Jason. Jason, did you share with people that you're a welder, right? That's your training. 
Yes, I was a welder for many years. I'm actually a carpenter right now in the shipyard. I'm working in a shipyard building uh, big ships up here in Maine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Where I'm in the carpentry Maine? shop now. Yeah, I'm in a union. Uh, so, yeah, that's fun. Oh. All right. <laughs> One of the things I think people need to recognize is our movement is not funded by lawyers. There's no big billionaires. It's all bottoms up. Um, so let me go over to uh, Justin Zalewski. Justin um, is in Northern Ireland. Justin, uh, I think people would find valuable your journey to Truth Freedom Health. Truth Freedom Health, yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose I've been researching and studying a lot of stuff for maybe at least 20 years. I always knew something wasn't right. And over the last years, especially when COVID happened, you know, everything was amplified and I realized it was a scam. I refused to participate in any of it. I would do no contact trace and I wouldn't do any of the... I wouldn't wear masks and I wouldn't wear the hand sanitizer or use the hand sanitizer. And I mean, I came across your work uh, probably a lot before the COVID thing happened and you were on the periphery. But as things started to amplify, a lot of stuff wasn't adding up. And people, I just realized that people were uh, completely incongruent, were telling lies. But the stuff that you said, even though I never paid that much attention to you years ago, I never could ever catch you out on anything that you said. And one thing that I really noticed that made you really stand out from everybody else was you had absolute total personal congruency. You, what you said, you meant, and you could back it up with the facts. And I was just noticing that lots of other people were saying things and then they would be saying other things that didn't add up or they, they did lack personal congruency. So uh, I came across uh, the Truth Freedom Health Movement probably really only a month or two ago. And when I just start, studied it, looked at it and just watched the videos, it just everything made sense. So I just signed up right away. I just thought, you know what? Uh, I found that whatever you were saying and whatever you were delivering actually made total sense. So I just went, uh, signed up, got on board very, very quickly. And it's such an easy thing to do. I suggest anybody, you can join for free. Just go out, check out what there is to be said. It absolutely makes sense. It adds up. And for me, uh, especially being in the, involved in the world of sort of personal development stuff, I could see the psychology. I could see the mind manipulation. I could see the fear that people were being fed. And I could see the massive lies and the personal uh, lack of incongruency, especially in the UK with Neil Ferguson and all these different people. They were just lying through their teeth. But uh, I just see now there's a massive shift in consciousness. People are really hungry. And there's so much noise out there. But this platform really gives incredible clarity incredibly precision and i just think that if you follow this path you're going to get the answers that you've been searching for because i've been doing this for a long time and what i notice now is everything that is being said in this movement absolutely is measurable it's backed up by science and it totally makes sense but science real science not this fake science that's being bought and paid for by corporations and uh, for me, it's just been one of those great experiences where I'm learning each and every day and I am really enjoying the journey. Justin, very good to have you. And Justin, what time is it there in Northern Ireland right now? It's uh, 11, uh, 11 minutes past 11. Yeah. So Justin, thank you. You've been waiting since 4 p.m. Uh, we've had a pretty busy day here. Um, so I apologize for that, but good to have you. So no. I think the key thing between what you heard Jason and Justin share, two J's, uh, is the following. Um, we really believe that there has to be congruency between what you say and what you do. This sounds like a very simple thing, but people have been manipulated to forgiving people 
because the standards have been lowered and we don't think they should be lowered. If you want to be a leader, a noble leader, you have to provide people the highest values, right? You have to walk by, you have to walk the walk. These people do not walk the walk. So having discussed that and Jason went through his journey and a lot of people who actually stood up to the vaccine lost their jobs, right? People took a hit. Having said that, let's now use that as a launching point to show the contradictions of this fool, booby fucking Kennedy. And that is a word we call him because that's what he is. He's a fucker. Now, why do I say that? And why do I use those words? Because this guy has bamboozled people into basically brainwashing them that you can have two different worlds. In fact, he said in an interview, when they started asking him about so you can look at a Megyn Kelly when they started asking about the contradictions of a guy called Herschel Walker, who's a football player who's running for office under the Republican, quote unquote, evangelical banner saying he's against abortion. Yet he aborted two kids. And then the interviewer, Megyn Kelly, said, you know, and your uncle had some really bad stuff. And and then your father and, and then you. Right. And, and sorry, your uncle, Ted Kennedy, who killed a woman, Chappaquiddick. And he's like he can't stay in his, you know, he, 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 you know, he can't stay still. You see his body language. And his response to that is, well, you know, uh, uh, personal integrity and public integrity are two different things. So he's telling you. He's telling you to your face that your personal integrity and your public integrity can be different. What does that mean? That means how you present yourself. Like a, You can be like a Stepford wife. And mean, meanwhile, you can be murdering people in the back room. And his family actually did that, okay? He's telling you that I may have lots of skeletons, I may murder people, but I'm still, you should just look at if I say good things, just listen to my words from my demonic voice. So I think, um, Jason, going back to you, maybe you can share, you know, your journey when you started really realizing what a bullshitter this guy was, his forked tongue. Go ahead, Jason. Well, with Kennedy... Um, you know, I was never really into him. He was he was a Democrat. I uh, never really paid all that much attention to him until I actually got involved with you and started learning about the vaccines. And then I saw what a hypocrite this guy was. Um, number one, you know, he, he's acting like he's standing up for all these women who, uh, you know, have vaccine injured children and. Meanwhile, he, first of all, he never wins. Second of all, he doesn't even believe what he's doing. He's had all six of his children vaccinated. He'll tell you that. He'll tell you he's not anti-vax. You might want him to be, but that's not what he'll tell you if you ask him. He'll tell you, no, I'm not anti-vax. I had all six of my children vaccinated. I've heard it out of his own mouth. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg as far as his hypocritical, you know, he's just, number one, he's a Kennedy. So it goes without saying he's an elite. Anybody who wants to imagine that this guy is not an elite is out of their mind. He's a Kennedy. You know, that's like royalty in this country. It's like, it's like you, you're you going to tell me that uh, Prince Andrew's not an elite, you know, and he's got a lot in common with Prince Andrew because he was on the Lolita Express. So, you know, this guy is, and now he's a warmonger. He, he flip flops all the time. You know, he's, he's saying yeah, we'll he's, come back. We'll come back to that, Jason. But yeah, I wanted to, you to give so you the experience, you know, some actual tangible facts. Go ahead, Justin. I know you have some because you went through a journey. Uh, Jason really didn't like Kennedy. 
you actually had a different experience. Go ahead, Jason, Justin. You have to unmute yourself, Justin. So one thing as well, I, I don't like to be critical of people, but when I see massive personal incongruency, I can't turn a blind eye to it. And at one stage, I actually thought uh, that RFK was doing good stuff because he spoke about vaccines. He spoke about how, you know, how they were harmful and how he was standing up for all these people. But then, like just like what Jason said, uh, you know, he had all six of his children uh, vaccinated when he was having a party around the lockdown time. He made sure that nobody could enter his house unless they were all fully vaccinated. I mean, that is the ultimate hypocrisy. If you, you're either completely against vaccines or you're not, to, to say one thing and then to apply a different policy, that massive level of, of, of incongruency, I think, is completely unacceptable. And for me, just seeing lots of different things that he's done along the way, I mean, he, he, he is one of these masters of saying one thing and doing another. And uh, like he lacks total personal congruency. He was so pro-lockdown. And to me, uh, like the lockdowns was one of the things that actually were destroying people's health. And he supported all of that stuff. He was completely on board with it. And to me, you can't say one thing and then change policy because the tide has changed and ride that wave. And to me, he's one of these people that... Instead of saying what you need to say at the time, it wits becomes fashionable to speak out, and then he will ride that wave later on, saying, "Oh well, it's so wrong." But to me, uh, I just think the person—he's just not a congruent person, and I don't trust him. And I used to think he was a really decent guy until I actually saw the evidence. What were some of those evidence items? Can you give a couple of pieces of actual evidence? That just even the, the just the, the things that can, like, I mean. If you can, for the people listening, Justin, you know just give very tangible things, you know, so people can't, you know, it's not like your opinion anymore, but just the evidence. Okay. So the evidence, even in the daily mail, uh, I can't remember the lady's name, but where she said that, you know, basically his wife committed suicide because he was having all these affairs where he's pumping himself full of steroids. Uh, he really makes himself out to be an advocate for health, but lots of the things that he does actually destroys health. Uh, his, uh, Lockdown policy, I just think that that was one of the worst things that, that you could ever support, but he was totally on board with it. And to me, how can you say one thing and then do something completely different? Uh, to me, it just it just reeks of hypocrisy. Yeah, so let me um, just... Can I say something real quick on, on Kennedy? Yeah, also with yep. the lockdowns, he even came out and said it was good for the environment. And now he's trying to flip-flop on the environment. You know, he was this big... Uh, you know, Green New Deal guy, and now he sees that that's not not getting it done, and he's trying to change his tune on that. But during the lockdowns, what did he say? Oh, this is great for the environment. Let's keep everybody locked down. You know, he's just he's a real piece yeah, of work. So, so, so there's a here's a Kennedy abuse victim right here that I want to bring up, Kawab uh, Astra. And by the way, I've been to one of Kennedy's events. River Keepers events in Aspen, right? Where all the Hollywood people come. They have a big poker game. By the way, I won the poker game. Um, <laughs> we gave it to charity, whatever. But the point is, River Keeper was being run by somebody else. Okay? Um, Kennedy swooped in. And one of the things that Kennedys do is they watch other people building movements, bottoms-up movements, and they come in and hijack them, put it under the brand, and they actually snuff out most of those movements. But the bottom line is, if you're for River Keepers, which is against poisoning our waters. Why would you support and endorse Hillary Clinton three times? So let me give you some tangible evidence, Kawab Kabe. 
Astra, you may not even be real. You may be a troll, okay? And if you are, we're going to throw you off. Um, the bottom line is, you. Uh, why did he support Hillary Clinton? Not once, not twice, three times. Now, why is Hillary Clinton important? She's pro-vaccine mandates. She's pro-GMOs. She's pro-Monsanto. And to be very clear, she brought one of the senior executives at Monsanto to help run her campaign. Monsanto's polluted more waters with glyphosate than anyone on the planet under uh, underwater. So all of this stuff that Kennedys do, run this nonprofit, run that, it's all for show, okay? That's what it's about. Now, if you want to be an abuse victim, like unfortunately this individual, then that's what you will be. But Kawab, if you're not a troll, he endorsed, not just liked her, endorsed her. Not once, not twice, but three times publicly in an editorial. Number one, okay? Um, yeah, so she says, I don't lie. Hillary's don't know about that. Well, see, you need to get educated then because you're going to be enslaved. If you didn't know about him endorsing Hillary Clinton three times, ignorance is no you know, excuse when you've been told it. Number two, I'll give you another tangible thing. His nephew ran for pre uh, senator here. Jason, you remember this in Massachusetts. This is in the middle of 2020, in the middle of COVID. This guy wants to jab everyone, Joe Kennedy. He believes in total vaccine mandates. Kawakub, okay? He not only endorsed his nephew, brought it, flew him out to Hollywood, did a whole party for him to raise money for him. It's more than just an endorsement. You're getting him money, Hollywood money, to a man who wants to vaccinate everyone in the heat of COVID. Okay, number two. Number three, Justin, as you brought out, in his own home, people said, oh, that was 2016, that was 20, it was 2022. It's a year ago has a party at his home. And we have to understand there were many, many people um, who were breaking up with their spouses because they took a principal stand. I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm not going to go to work. Oh, you better go to work. You know, we got to vaccinate our kids. People are splitting apart. Many, many divorces. So Kennedy, now contrast that to the guy who's supposedly the fighter of the medical freedom movement. And you're looking at the real fighter here. We're the ones who held the demonstration. We'll talk about that. Kennedy has a huge posh party in his home in Malibu. And he forces everyone to be vaccinated coming into his home. And Anne framed his wife. Well, with which vaccine? Oh, well, uh, he's never supported the COVID with the mRNA vaccine, which he had done. Oh, yeah, this violates the Nuremberg Code. You see, big fucking talk to rile these people, rile up people. But in his own home, people have to be vaccinated. And then, Justin, he blames his wife, right? Yeah, so that means in his, in his own home, you see, that's personal integrity. Doesn't mean public. In, in his own home, everyone's vaccinated. But outwardly, oh, yeah, I'm the big fighter. I'm the anti-vax. But he isn't. So let me play the video. So um, anyone after this call, if you still support Kennedy, you have to go check into a psychologist and find out what abuse you went through in your life and why you want to be abused. Seriously. Because you're an abuse victim. So let me play this video so you're absolutely clear on this liar. Now, this is a video. It's a 10-minute video. In the beginning of the video, this is what he says. 
Minister Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American and vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I, I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Let's play that again till people get this. Mr. Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American and vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I, I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Okay, so the most important point there I think Justin and Jason, we should be very clear on that is he said, I want policies that encourage full vaccination of all Americans. I want policies that encourage full vaccination of all Americans. I want policies that encourage full vaccination of all Americans. Policies that make sure that the government can vaccinate you. Now, if you continue that video, it's even worse. Then he goes on doing like Justin, you said his double talk. He says, oh, and the CDC and the government is so corrupt. They're corrupt as they have lobbyists, they work with big pharma, da, 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 da. That's for another eight minutes. And then he says, we're gonna get them to create safe vaccines. So I vaccinated all my kids with 69 fucking vaccines. I, I want every American to be vaccinated. But the CDC is very corrupt. So all the, all the stupid cult members, oh, yeah, Bobby's hitting the CDC. Wow, look at him. He's such a great guy. He's my fighter, right? Bullshit. Then he says, I'm going to get this corrupt maf mafia organization to deliver you safe vaccines. This is like a uh, uh, the guy's brain is fried or he thinks you're a moron. So please understand that. That's, and listen to the whole video. You can find it. And that video was released by Jake Crosby who work with Kennedy. And I have all the emails with him and Kennedy. Kennedy's telling him that his brain is fried to him in the videos. Kennedy's sharing with him that how he wants to be like Martin Luther King, who was a sellout, okay? And how Jake is like a radical, you know? Like he's a revolutionary. He's telling you to your face, Justin, that he's a not so obvious establishment if you read these emails. And I'll share them with some of you privately. I may put them out. I may just share them with the world. Okay, because I have them. All right, yeah, so this guy is telling you to your face. Now, if you look at the vaccine policy, this is a fundamental difference between this and not only on Israel or Zionism, not only on war, this guy actually believes government should be involved in your bodies. And he says that. This is very fundamental. He's not saying, like I have taken the policy, that the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act should be repealed. We should go back to the source. In 1962, the Kennedy Vaccination Act, as many of you have seen my videos, was created based on a bogus, archaic science that everyone should be jabbed and the government should be involved in that jabbing. So tens of thousands of people got put into bureaucracies to administer the jab to the individual, starting in 1962. As people are getting injured, now go to 1986, people are getting injured, people are filing lawsuits. His other brother, Ted fucking Kennedy, who murdered a woman right here in Massachusetts, got away with it, got to be senator, got books written about him, how great of a senator he is, again, that PR machine. Ted Kennedy 
didn't rip off the Band-Aid of the 1962 Vaccination Act. He bolstered it. What did he do? He said he created the National Vaccine Injury Program, which basically said, okay, all these people who are filing lawsuits against Big Pharma, Big Pharma made a phone call to him and he protected all of Big Pharma. He created the National Vaccine Injury Program, 1986, which said that if you want to sue Big Pharma, you can't sue them anymore. They get indemnity, like qualified immunity. Imagine that. If Toyota's wheels fall off, you can sue them. Imagine if every major corporation, you couldn't sue them. The light bulb falls on your head, you can't sue GE. So he did that for Big Pharma. Instead, And then they created a vaccine court, unbelievable. They created a separate court, not in the judiciary, but in under the executive. I mean, they're changing the whole constitution. And that vaccine court limited liability to $250,000, done by Ted Kennedy to protect big pharma. And they expanded the bureaucracy to even more people, right? So more government now administering vaccines, and then you got to go to government. You can't even sue the companies privately in civil court. More government. You guys get it? Bigger and bigger government. Booby fucking Kennedy's telling it to your face. I'm going to create even more government to create safe vaccines. So he's going to get this corrupt institution, which is the demons and the deep state. And he wants you to believe the deep state is going to create safe vaccines. Now, can you buy all this? Not a chance. The other thing as well is with, with these vaccines, it's all, all the private companies make all the money and then it's the public that have to actually suffer the expense of paying for the injuries, which is completely immoral. Right. But the, the line here, in addition, is the Kennedys. Mm -hmm. John Kennedy, 1962 Vaccination Act, which created the big pharma industry for vaccines. Ted Kennedy and other Kennedy protects the vaccines. Robert Kennedy's a big pharma shell. He wants to further protect them by just tweaking this complex deep state that they're going to somehow produce safe vaccines. The issue is this. Please listen very carefully. Why is the government even involved in your body? Why is any of this even taking place? I'm not a purist. I'm just going back to the Constitution. The government should not be involved in what goes into my body, period. The 1962 Vaccination Act must be repealed. You see how clean that is? Instead, what Kennedy did was he got all the mothers riled up. Give me money. I'm going to do lawsuits. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's like fake fighting, shadow boxing. Taking in a so-called free country, you know, in a so-called free country, the government's going to tell you what medicines you, you can take, you know, or you have to take. Think about that. That's exactly. crazy. Exactly. But the Kennedys created the 1962 Vaccination Act. Ted Kennedy supported it, and Robert Kennedy is doing it. Just another, it's like episode one on Netflix, episode two, and episode three. Episode three is even more clever. I'm going to get Yeah, look at the way he's doing it. He's the fake fighter doing it now. Look at the way they, they're rolling it out, you know? Right. I mean, so we need They people. know the way they have to do it now, and that's what they're doing. So wake up out there. Right. So I wanted to show you that evidence that's out of his own mouth. And you may say, well, he said it back then. Well, he said it like that was 2015. And then in 2016, he endorsed Hillary. Then in 2020, he endorsed his nephew. That who won. And then in 2022, you had to be jabbed in his home. Okay? So if you want to believe that he's a nice guy, all right? Um, okay, so Kwawab, who was supporting him, now saying 
talk with him live. I love your integrity. Well, let me tell you, I tried to talk to him. We invited him to a debate. I started exposing him, try to meet with him. He didn't want to even shake my hand if you look at the angle of the camera. And when I started exposing him, he, as in, in the classic Kennedy style, when you get them by the throat, they smear you. He said, I'm a vaccine maker. He said, I'm friends with Bill Clinton. He said, I am um, uh, friends with Bill Gates. I mean, he wrote a blog, complete defamation. Now, if any of those things were true, I wouldn't have sued him, but I sued him in federal court for $92 million. The guy, like a little rat, kept running around when, people, when sheriffs would try to get him to serve. And also Mercola's girlfriend, another douchebag. They couldn't get the service. Finally, he was served and he defaults. My own lawyer sold me up. Turns out my lawyer was a Kennedy lover and he didn't serve him, but the right way. So we're resurrecting that case now. Do you understand? Massachusetts is Kennedy country. I'm in the swamp here. And even being in here, I still expose the Kennedys. What year was that? That was this 2020. Kawakeb. 2015 was that. So anyway, Kawakeb, please go see an abuse victim specialist because if you're ignoring him after all the facts, I'm going to really, unless you commit that you're going to go get some help, you're, you're off, okay? Because there's something wrong with you. Seriously. <laughs> the last thing this guy wants to do is talk to Dr. Shiva, unfortunately. You right. know what I mean? Because yeah. what's Dr. Shiva going to do? He's going to tell the truth. And right. he so does not want the truth to come out. You got to understand that. Everyone here right now, share this video. Everyone go ask Kennedy if he'll debate me. Okay? Go do it. All right? So that is what I recommend people do if you want. And we'll we'll all debate, debate him. Okay? So those are the facts on Kennedy. Now, we've been exposing this. And by the way, on the lockdowns, let me share with you. Um, Jason reminded me here, Justin. So here is his actual... Um, uh, here we go. So this is his actual tweet he did, which he doesn't want anyone else to know. Okay. March, 2020. Okay. What do you see here? Okay. And what you see here at a fundamental level, he's saying, let's go down. He's saying right here, we go a little bit. Coronavirus lockdown, and he's writing this March of 2020 when I was heading protests against, when I was leading protests against the lockdowns, hasn't just slowed COVID, which means fully behind it. It reduced lethal air pollution and associated mortality. When lockdown lifts, risks of status quo will return, which means he's scaring people. Oh my God, it will return and could worsen as governments weaken environmental regulations and pour billions into these um, polluting industries. So, Simply put, right in front of your face, right in your face, he's telling you that he supports lockdowns, that he loves lockdowns for two reasons. One, it'll stop the spread of COVID. Don't lift them. It'll spread it. And it's going to save uh, the environment. Okay? In March of 2020, I had led by then two, three major protests. Jason, you remember right in front of the state house, 2,000 people showed up. Okay? No lockdowns. Absolutely. We wrote to Trump, no lockdowns. We helped people. That's what Kennedy was doing. So lockdown, yeah, we, he was behind them. He was behind vaccinating people in his own home. He's telling people that he wants safe vaccines by the big pharma, CDC, government corruption. Multiple tongues. 
Any other thing, yep. Justin, you and Jason want to add on Kennedy's well, thing, before we go to Zionism? Yep. One thing that really stands out for me is if you're totally against vaccines and you're against people that have been vaccine injured, the first thing you think he would be saying is, if I'm running for president, I'm going to repeal the immunity from the vaccine companies. But to me, he has been silent on that. That, that to me, is very glaring. To me, if, if, if you want, if you are against something, do the right thing for the right reasons when it matters. And to me, that would be the first thing that I think he should base his campaign on if he is truly the person he is. But he's not. He says one thing and he does something completely different. Yeah, and just on that point, uh, like Dr. Shiva was saying, what were we doing in March of 2020? What was Dr. Shiva doing? What was the Truth, Freedom, and Health movement doing? You know, we were um, definitely not for lockdowns. We were against lockdowns, and we saw that the jab was coming, and we were speaking about that. But we also did the Fire Fauci campaign. We saw right through Fire Fauci, and uh, the next month, Dr. Shiva was telling Trump to open the country up. And this is what you do for COVID. You get people on vitamin A, you get people on vitamin C, you get people taking vitamin D3 and, um, you know, open the country back up. And Trump, if he would have listened to us, you know, but he didn't, he didn't listen either. So I just doing the right thing at the right time. That that's Dr. Shiva. That's truth, freedom and health. So that's a good point, Justin. Yeah. And, and, uh, let me just share this other piece here. Um, to what you just followed up with, Jason. Um, here's another piece of evidence, okay? Talking about personal integrity. Kennedy had a diary, okay? Which listed all of his women conquests while he was married to his wife. His wife finds the diary, is so distraught, tells him she wants to kill herself. And as is conveyed in the article by Maureen Callahan, he basically said, okay, and his wife hangs himself. Um, so let me show you this article that came out. And by the way, it's fascinating. The Daily Mail actually does some good articles. Um, and but it's funny, mainstream media, none of these um, none of these people have the decency to ever bring this up. Let me actually go back here. So this is Kennedy over the grave of his wife. Uh, and actually, they had all the public relations people take this photo. It's like your typical Kennedy photo. They always get the photographers at the right place. They're very good at getting the photographers at the right place at the right time. This is a perfect photo. You know they took this. It was They had probably 100 shots. This was chosen by him, and this was released to the press. Well, after they buried her, um, literally a few days later, um, what they did was they exhumed her body, okay? And buried it elsewhere. Let me show you that. So they do this big burial for the press to act as though he cared for his wife. And he goes, not two months, oops, not two months later. We go here. It's a little slow here. So it goes not two months later. Where is this? Oh, here we go. Yeah, not two months later, without the required permits, uh, uh, without the, Kennedy secretly had Mary's uh, body 
uh, from her grave, oh, sorry, exhumed from her grave and buried alone on the other side of the cemetery, no gravestone, okay? That's what he did. So he buries his wife for the public, then exhumes the body, takes all the pictures so people think, oh, what a loving husband, wow, he suffered such a big loss. And after doing this, he exhumes her body and puts it elsewhere with no gravestone. Just think about that. Think about the quality of this kind of human being who would do that to a woman who, you know, birds him all these children. I want you to just think about that. And if you're a woman and you think this guy is what you want in a leader and you want your daughter to support someone like this, what kind of woman are you? I have, yes, it has to be very personal, people. So you're talking about a person who has multiple tongues in summary. Jason's give you, given you examples. Justin's given you examples. And I've given you examples. So they move. And in his personal life, right? And you can go look at his whole personal life, spitting in cops' faces, getting thrown out of school. Parents get him into Harvard. And we're all supposed to think this is, oh, wow, he had such a hard life. We should all feel good for him or sad for him. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michelle, can you say goodbye to him? Okay. So uh, we're having some work done here. Um, so that So now... Let us now go and talk about warmongering, Zionism, racism, okay? I did a tweet a couple of um, weeks ago, and I'm very, very clear on this. Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism slash globalism. I'll repeat that again. Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. In 24 hours ago, Booby Kennedy, actually less than 20, he went and supported this ultra-freaking Zionist hoodlum, Shumli Boreach, who's a nut job, um, because Kennedy needs the Zionist warmongering lobby to fund his campaign. And when this happened, all the liberals, you know, who are on both eggs, by the way, we were talking about this, right? The mentality of a lot of people is, well, you know, um, Bobby is, you know, yeah, I agree with him, but he says so many good things, you know, I got to support him. Dr. Shiva, you're running as an independent, but I know you're better, but I, you know, who's going to win? This very, very, very um, disrespectful to your own self state of being. So Kennedy openly, and I'll play you the video, endorses, supports this fool who's a Zionist hoodlum, racist, Maximus in order, as all these presidential candidates do, to bow down to the Zionist lobby. And I've been fighting Zionism since I came to Massachusetts in 17 years old. We had two major protests in Brandeis, okay? Zionism is different than Judaism. Let's be clear on that. I went to a predominantly all-Jewish school. My friends were really nice kids. But in the summer times, their parents would send them to Israel. I mean, like a 14-year-old kid. Very nice kid. He'd come back within three weeks in Israel wanting to kill every Arab. I mean, rabid, foaming at the mouth. It was like they went to an indoctrination camp. So a Jewish kid who practices Judaism gets sent to this geographical area called Israel, comes back a crazy Zionist wanting to annihilate every Arab. Saw it in front of my own eyes over and over and over. It's like, and the kid is completely different. 
He's no longer the friend I knew. He's a completely different being. All right? One of my guys that I knew at MIT, he went to Israel, and he actually, because he was rebellious with his own parents, he goes, this is a freaking police state. And he didn't accept it. Very rare, though. So we need to understand that Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. And I encourage everyone to go check out everything I'm saying. Go do your own research. If you go back to the 1800s in Europe, like in America, most of the Jews in Europe were Europeans. They'd been there 300 years. No different than if the blacks in America had been here 300 years. They're here, right? They're on the soil. They're, they're here in America. And what ended up happening was, if you look at these very interesting things, there's a movement called cultural nationalism. Let me explain that. It's very different than progressive nationalism. It's a very deep, and I'm going to explain it. It's a deep concept in political theory. Progressive nationalism is, let's say, Jason, you, I, Justin, we're all Irish, and we're subjugated by the British for years, right? And we want freedom from Britain's yoke of colonialism, and we fight for our freedom. That's sort of a progressive nationalism. You get it? A cultural nationalism would be say, you know what? We got to go back to the good old days of Ireland where men were men and we could do whatever the hell we wanted. And we had, you know what I mean? It's this going backward type of nationalism, right? Progressive nationalism, cultural nationalism. So in this time, if you go look at the 1800s, there was discrimination amongst certain strata of the Jews. And there was a discourse. What should we do? Um, and remember, there was a whole set of Jews who were working class Jews. And there was this other strata, very wealthy Jews. And a guy called Theodore Herzl, H-E-R-Z-L, said, you know what? Forget Europe. We got to go back to our homeland. Very similar to Marcus Garvey, the black leader who said, forget America. America has let us down. We must go back to Africa. Well, and there were other black leaders saying, you're an idiot. We built this country. We're going to stay here and fight. Okay. One is cultural nationalism. One is, hey, we're the ones who built all these buildings. We deserve our rights, right? We don't know Africa. We haven't been there for 300 years. So that was a notion that the Jews would leave Europe and find a homeland. In fact, the first choice was Uganda. They had many choices, Argentina. In fact, one choice was Southwest United States, Texas. And you can go study this. Right, back to Liberia, exactly. And Liberia was a disaster, exactly. I have a friend of mine I went to school at MIT. His father was his father's family went back to Liberia as part of the Marcus Garvey, and Liberia became a shithole of corruption. It was a disaster. Cultural nationalism never really works. So anyway, Herzl was a, Zionism was a political ideology. It has nothing to do with Judaism, okay? They dug up some 4,000-year-old reference, right, saying we need to go back here. That would be like the Vikings saying we need to go back to Vermont because we were there. And Jason, get the hell out of here, okay? 4,000 years have passed by. I'm sorry, okay? Time does make a difference. So Herzl was a political ideology. He got, why do I call it racism? He went to Cecil Rhodes and that's where he got funding. Cecil Rhodes was one of the worst human beings on the planet, the Rhodes Scholarship. He's the one who started World War I. He's the one who funded Rhodesia. 
and enslaved millions and millions and millions of black people in the diamond mines. Okay? So Zionism got its money from Cecil Rhodes and a bunch of other scumbags. Zionism is a political ideology. This is not Judaism. It was a hijacking of Judaism. Let's be clear on that. And the first point was Uganda. Well, the British, remember the British are all about divide and rule. They always want to start fights. So they go find, you know, they said, okay, we're going to put you over here in a place called Palestine. Okay. And we're going to put you in Palestine. And by the way, there were Arabs living there. In fact, Arab Jews, by the way, remember, a lot of Americans don't know the difference between race and religion. Arabs are a race. Judaism is a religion. Okay. So there's a lot, quite a number of Arabs living there. And there are actually many of them were Jews. And there's a whole research that's been done on this. They were the Jews going back to the Jews of Jesus Christ. And then the British literally import these European whites who are called, who also follow Judaism into there, but they're Zionists. And they just start taking over their land. And in fact, a lot of Arab Jews became Arab Muslims today's Palestinians. Okay? That's what took place. So now you have this importing of a foreign set of people coming into these peoples. They, you know, 99% were Arabs. And they would do these crazy propaganda videos. They'd say, look, it's absolutely desert. And we Zionists are the ones who converted to beautiful wines. And, and, and there's a very interesting movie that was done where they accidentally panned and there were actually already beautiful uh, olive groves and trees there. They, they tried to do this thing like these people came and made um, these primitive Arabs, they civilize them. False. So a lot of propaganda. Now, remember, Britain is divide and rule. Britain went into Africa, if you remember. The African tribes, they had their own very beautiful areas, their regions, right? Britain went there and created random... <laughs> random nation states. And why did they do that? They want people fighting. And then once you get people fighting over here, you take one guy's side and you steal his emeralds. Over here, you take another guy's side and you steal his titanium. And that is a British policy of divide and rule. They did it in India. You go in and randomly draw lines. And that's what they did in this region of Palestine. They brought people in, created a hellhole of a fight. And that's what they did. So British colonialism is the one that created the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Okay? Britain did that all over Africa. They had Zulus fighting against another tribe, right? Meanwhile, they would steal all their resources. It's British domination, divide and rule policy. So that's what occurred. But Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. It believes that the Zionists are the chosen people of God. And you and I are all shit. And for me, coming from a caste system, you know what? If you believe that, you're a fucking racist. And if you call me an anti-Semite, I'm going to call you a fucking racist. Because I probably have Semitic blood in me. Okay? And you may not. But Arabs and Israelis are both Semitic people. So let's get that clear. So you're not going to get away with that. But Zionism is racism, period. Theodore Herzl's political ideology was racist. 
Let me give you another data point. You can do your own research. In the Warsaw Ghetto in Poland, Jews were fighting the Nazis in street battles. The Zionists disarmed them. They collaborated with the Nazis and they disarmed the Jews. Go study it. Zionism, Judaism, Nazism, okay? Zionism is closer to Nazism than Judaism is to any of those. So, Robert Kennedy, who wants to be everywhere because he wants to bullshit everyone. Oh, people are attacking Bobby for being anti-Semitic. Bobby is as Zionist as you can get. And so let me show you this tweet. So one of these liberals, by the way, liberals always try, like to play both games, but Booby just endorsed a fucking Zionist racist hoodlum. And now even all these people are supporting Booby are saying, ooh, ooh, what do we do? And let me show you that tweet, okay? Let me go over to it. So this was a tweet done by a guy called Max Blumenthal. And, um, and um, let me go to my Twitter page because I saw this. And so Blumenthal sees this Booby Kennedy endorsing this guy, uh, Shmoyle Bowreach, who's a nut job. And uh, Blumenthal puts out a tweet saying, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that Booby as a man of peace is now supporting this crazy Zionist. So let me show this to you. So remember what I'm saying. Blumenthal is acting like, oh my God, he's shocked. Justin, you, me, Jason, we just talked. We're not shocked, right? We knew this was going to do something. But these people are shocked. They think Bobby Booby is against censorship. They think Booby is a man of peace. It's all bullshit. So, but let me bring this up here. So this morning I saw this tweet and that's why I wanted to do this conversation with you guys today. Um, because I think it's very, very important to understand the difference between me and Booby fucking Kennedy. So Max Blumenthal does this tweet. He goes, watch Robert Kennedy demolish his credibility. He had no credibility, but he thinks he has as a peace candidate in four and a half minutes. Okay. And I'll go into this. So I wrote Max Blumenthal, why so shocked by Booby F. and Kennedy's support of a Zionist hoodlum? He and his clan, I'm talking about Booby, are and will always be warmongers and Zionist racists who need, who need endless wars in Israel and Palestine to profit the war machine. I've fought them my whole life. All right. And let me play this video. Um, actually, you should, you guys should go listen to this video. But um, should I play this video? What do you guys think? It's four minutes. So should we just talk about it? What do you guys think? Jason, Justin? I, I think you should play it because it gives a very clear, you know, other yeah. point of reference. Yeah. So let me, let me play this video. And then I'm going to show you even... If you don't want to believe me, this is a former Kennedy supporter, Blumenthal, who thought, oh, Kennedy's for peace. And he's how dare he support this nut job. OK, so let me play this video. So let's go back here. And I'm going to play you this video. OK, here we go. Don't agree with 
We're going to let him speak. Whether I, I don't agree with Bobby on the vaccines, I'm quintuple vaxxed. I don't agree with Bobby on Ukraine. I am, I am, I am, I am. And by the way, if I pop off in the middle of the speech, then you guys will know I shouldn't have had them. And if I make it to the end, who knows? But we don't have to agree because that's the whole point. Israel, as you know, is the only place in the Mideast where there's freedom of expression for all citizens. Um, it's the only place where women have rights. As you know, you know, this week, um, people in Iran are being jailed. Women are being jailed for wearing habibs, for not wearing habibs. Um, it's the only place where gays have rights. There was two weeks ago a gay pride parade in Israel with 150,000 people in both Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. At the same time, the government of Iran is hanging gays from cherry pickers and castrating them. Um, the, the, the conduct of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, when they go into Palestinian territories is, is, uh, is beyond anything in the world. Colonel Camp, one of the leading military um, historians and tacticians around the world said, you know, last week, two weeks ago, when Israel went to Janine, Janine is a, is a bomb factory. Most nations, Russia, when, when it was dealing with, with issues like Janine and Chechnya, Chechnya simply bomb the neighborhood because you have a neighborhood where virtually 100% of the people who live there are supporting terrorism, where the terrorists are hiding behind civilians and where the, everybody is involved in bomb making. And those bombs are destined to kill civilians to be strapped on men, women and children and kill civilians in Israel. Most nations, and we've done this ourselves, and you know, clearly Russia was doing it in Chechen and Chechnya. Chechnya was um, would go in there and bomb that neighborhood. What the Israeli IDF does is they send people to do retail combat, door to door, putting IDF soldiers at risk in order to avoid civilian casualties, collateral casualties. In the recent Janine. Uh, attack. There was 12 terrorists who were killed, all of them involved in bomb making, all of them involved in planning attacks on Jewish civilians, and not a single innocent person, child or, or civilian. Israel is unique in the Mideast for saying we're only going to attack military targets, and they're very, very disciplined about doing so. Palestine the Palestinian Authority, in contrast, follows a long tradition of deliberately targeting civilians. So anybody, and not only that, but they have a pay-to-slay policy. That is the official policy of the Palestinian Authority. If you kill a Jew, not a, not a, not a, not a member of the IDF, if you kill any Jew, you are going to get awarded with pay for life. And your if you go to jail or you're killed, your family will get payments for life. And, um, and the, you know, the, uh, the, the official policy of Hamas is the genocide of all the Jews. So they consider, and, and this, you know, by the way, in 1948, when Israel was attacked at its birth, the, with the, the plans were captured of Syria and Egypt and the other nations and their nation, their plan was complete extermination of the Jews.
They took the side of Hitler during World War II. They lost the war. It, and um, and they, they, the practice and the policy of all those nations is to kill individual civilians, whereas Israel does the opposite. It only attacks military targets. So uh, let, there's, there's a lot to unpack here, okay? But if you listen to this, what Kennedy did was worse propaganda than even the biggest Israeli lobbyists have been doing. I mean, this is like going back to like freaking like pure Zionist hoodlum propaganda. And um, and if you don't want to accept it from me, let me read you this liberal elite, you know, sympathizer, former sympathizer of Kennedy's own quote. OK, let's go to that. So if you I'm going to read you this is, you know, uh, Max Blumenthal's own analysis. So if we go here and I go show more. Let's read what he's got to say, okay? He says, watch Robert Kennedy Jr. demolish his credibility as a peace candidate in 4.5 minutes. I want to unpack each sentence because this shows you how a lot of people follow Kennedy, get suckered in. So Blumenthal thought Kennedy was a peace candidate, but any of us who know the Kennedys and him know he's always been a candidate for war. Robert Kennedy was supporting, was saying we are in Ukraine for all the right reasons. He was praising his son going there. OK, he supported Hillary Clinton, Robert Kennedy, who did regime change in Ukraine. He support Robert Kennedy supported Hillary Clinton, who ousted and killed, had, had Muammar Gaddafi killed. That's who Robert Kennedy endorsed. He is supportive of regime change. He's an imperialist like his entire family. So that's the first thing. So Blumenthal um, is a fucking idiot. But we'll take even out of sometimes the idiot's mouth comes some truth. He said, a campaign that began as a defiant broadside against the war state and censorship industrial complex, which is also not true because Kennedy supports Elon Musk, who has fully maintained the censorship industrial complex, has suddenly pivoted to a bellicose, which means warlike exercise, and pandering to rich Likudniks who seek war with Iran. He's talking about this guy, Shmoli Botich, the permanent violent warehousing of Palestinians and the criminalization of activism that challenges Israeli apartheid. RFK Jr.'s host, Shmuley Botich, a professional race hustler, an alleged financial fraudster, and listen to this, who, owe, who owes the existence of his one-man political operation to the fortune of Sheldon Adelson, the late ultra-Zionist oligarch who called for dropping a nuclear weapon on Iran. And I'll come back to this. Everyone, if you don't know who Sheldon Adelson, I found people, a lot of people don't know who Sheldon Adelson is. If you want to be president of the United States in the in their democratic, you have to go suck off Sheldon Adelson. Trump sucked him off. Biden sucked him off. Everyone sucks him off. Sheldon Adelson is as Zionist hoodlumish as you can get. Multi-billionaire. But please write down Sheldon Adelson's name. He's the one who actually stamps the approval of who next becomes a president. Sheldon Adelson, or the Zionist, ultra-Zionist lobby, all right? So Sheldon Adelson had to be, and Shmoley Boreach is like this with Sheldon Adelson. So when you support Shmoley Boreach, what are you doing? You're sending a signal to the Zionist lobby, I'm here, I will take care of you, give me money, okay? 
That's what this is about. So please understand that. Sheldon Adelson, um, yeah. <laughs> Someone said Trump really sucked him off too. Exactly, okay? Definitely. Um, Trump's entire background. By the way, you don't have to be Jewish to be Zionist. This is the other thing. Judaism and Zionism are two different things. So then he goes, if RFK, if RFK was not handed a massive wad of Benjamin's money to suck up to Shmuley, he was embarrassing himself for free because he was clearly out of his depth. During a rambling militaristic diatribe, he referred to hijabs as Habibs. <laughs> okay, so this is a level of anti-Arab hatred he has, you know. Hijabs as Habibs, pronounced Chechnya as though he hadn't heard of the place until 20 minutes before the event and offered a history of Israel's creation so cartoonishly propagandistic it made Alan Dershowitz, who's another Zionist, look like Elon Pape. RFK Jr. took it upon himself or was taken on to defend the Israeli army's brigade. Size invasion of Janin. If you guys should study this, what happened? I mean, the Israeli defense forces is pure like freaking Nazism. The invasion of Janin, during which it bombed buildings with fighter jets and ran bulldozers through the middle of a refugee camp. Kennedy, which he says he, referred to the entire city as a, quote, a bomb factory, end quote, justifying the invasion because in his words, quote, virtually 100%, 100%, it means every person. Imagine in your town, every person he's saying, 100% of the people there are supporting terrorism, end quote. According to RFK, quote, everybody in Janine is involved in bomb making. There are no civilians there at all. Therefore, all are legitimate targets. He... RFK did not seem to know the Palestinian campaign of suicide bombing ended well over 15 years ago or that the Palestinian Authority, by the way, when we say Palestinian Authority, we're talking about the government in Palestine, which, by the way, is a sellout to the Israelis. They don't really help the Palestinians. They actually um, manage the occupation. So he goes, or the Palestinian Authority is legally forbidden from defending Palestinians from Israeli violence. Its primary function is to act as an occupation subcontract. You see, the so-called government functionaries of Palestine can't even protect the Palestinian people from Israel. According to RFK Jr., the Palestinian Authority has an official, quote-unquote, pay-to-slay policy in which, quote-unquote, if you kill any Jew, you're going to be awarded the pay for life. Even professional APAC, that's the Israeli lobbyists, uh, shy away from this kind of baseless invective. So Kennedy's just spewing messaging because he needs to get the funding and the support of the most crazy Zionists. The half-baked Hasbara escalated from there as RFK Jr. cited Richard Kemp, a former British army officer who subsists on Israeli lobby speaking fees to claim, quote, the conduct of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, when they go into Palestine is beyond anything in the world. So he's saying the IDF is like an amazing organization. When anyone you talk to, they consider them nuts. While Israeli army commanders openly adhere to Dahia doctrine, name for the Beirut neighborhood Israel leveled in 2006. By the way, when this occurred, I ran one of the biggest protests here in Massachusetts and which calls for targeting Arab civilians in order to turn them against their leadership. RFK Jr. insisted that Israeli's policy is to, quote, avoid civilian casualties. It exclusively attacks military targets. And even this guy, who's a RFK fan, now is recognizing it's hard to believe RFK's Jr.'s ahistorical, which means bullshit, 
belligerent, belligerent line on Israel-Palestine was not bought and paid for by some pro-Israel billionaire, which means he's just as corruptible as any Democrat or GOP hack. But if he actually believes what he's saying, he's at least at least as pro-war as they are. All right. So I know I, that was a lot of stuff I just shared with you guys, okay? But understand, you know, when we at Truth, Freedom, and Health unpack something for you, we really unpack it. So to summarize, Kennedy is a Zionist racist. He's pro-war imperialist. Why do I say that? You see, the British colonialism created the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. They made a lot of money, they, they, a lot of value they got of it. Now, American imperialism, U.S. imperialism, not us American people, most American people don't want this, fund this to continue this conflict because it makes cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching money for the war machine. And that is what Kennedy needs money from, the war machine. He's signaling the war machine. I'm one of your guys. But to all of us who studied Kennedy's, Jason, you said he's a Kennedy. He's royalty. The Kennedys have always been like this. Now, I want to play two more videos showing to you from their own mouths. Actually, one video, one actually statement from Robert F. Kennedy, the father of Booby, will tell you they're warmongers. I want to take a quick break before I do that, because I want to make sure all of you guys listening to this, you have to understand how much research we do here, how much information that I want all you guys to support what we're doing, support our fight for truth, freedom, health. But before I go to the quick, very quick five minute break, Jason, any thoughts? And then we go to Justin on what I just shared here. Focus on what I just shared here with this. Well, yeah, on that video, I did have a couple comments. Um, Number one, like Dr. Shiva said, it doesn't surprise us because, you know, we know him as a liberal elite and all these liberal elites are Zionists. And please don't get confused, Zionists with Jew. To me, that's what they want. And if you watch that video and, you know, you love Robert F. Kennedy and you just believe every word that's coming out of his mouth, it sounds pretty good, right? I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. They're all, you know, the, there's no civilians there. They're all bomb makers. Let's So we can just go door to door and kill them all. You know, I mean, that's basically what he's saying. Uh, so. And he's know, a man of peace. But man he's a man peace. of peace. Right. You know, yeah, he's fighting the good Anti-war. Uh, Anti-war booby. <laughs> nothing changes with these guys. It's the war machine. And that's what these Zionists are. So please don't get that confused with Judaism. Nobody's an anti-Semitic here. I, you know, I'm a Christian. Jesus was a Jew. I got no problem with Jewish people. And that's exactly what the elites want, the liberal elites. It, to me, I, I compare it to like, okay, well, if you're against the Ukrainian war, not only are you for Russia, but you're a, you love Putin. You know, you just love Putin because you're against war. No, maybe I just like peace. You know, maybe I just don't want you spending all my tax money in Ukraine. Um, you know, maybe I care about the Russian working people just like I care about the Ukrainian working people and I think both of these governments are probably corrupt and you know what I mean but it the way they do that if you go that way you're doing exactly what they want you to do you know oh they're against Zionism they're they're against this all these global elites are Zionists so if you're for Zionism who are you supporting you know that's Great. all I wanted to say Dr. thanks, thanks Jason go ahead Justin uh, thoughts right before we're going to go for a quick break but we have Two very important, uh, one video and one very important fact that after I share this with you, no one here should have any uh, issues that the Kennedys are as warmongering as you can get. 
okay, among the other bullshit. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah. So the main thing that I really noticed about him speaking there, it was he was just reciting a script. He had no idea what he was even talking about. And you can see where his campaign fund is coming from. He's willing to bend over or kneel down to get his money. And to me, he just said the right things. And he's showing you who he's working for by that demonstration. To me, it was just so embarrassing. And especially, like, he, he's talking about freedom in Israel. Sure, it was the most forced vaccinated country in the world. And, like, they enforced brutal regimes upon people who didn't get vaccinated. To me, that would be, like... To me, that should be hell for him, not a place that he wants to go and worship. So to me, another classic example of total personal incongruency. Yeah, one of the things, uh, Justin, you just reminded me, during the lockdowns, Israel started creating this very big database of every one of their citizens, a genetic yep. database. And Jared Kushner was behind that. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the CEO Pfizer, uh, Albert Morla, I think that's Borla, was given the Lifetime Achievement what? Award by Israel, okay? So yep. Israel, Pfizer, COVID, Jared Kushner, Trump, all one big clusterfuck, okay, of yep. the swarm. And you cannot forget this. And so he was he both supporting... The yeah, the president, Netanyahu, I think, uh, he was boasting about how he had fast-tracked a deal with... Uh, the CEO of Pfizer and how they were in bed with each other and, and how they were going to share the data to make this so such a revolutionary yes. way to move things forward. To me, it was just like total cabal, total swarm, total semantics where they completely enslaved all of their society at the most like abusive way you could ever imagine. Right. So what I'd like to do is, Justin and, and Jason, we want to, first of all, thank both of you. We're going to do a little video. We're going to come back. But what can you do? The bottom line is we are the only movement on the planet in humanity now which educates people on a systems approach to going beyond left and right, beyond the obvious establishment, and but recognizing the real snake, the not-so-obvious establishment. Booby Kennedy's becoming such the obvious establishment now that I don't even know if he's an NSOE anymore, right? But there are a lot of people who he suckers in using the Kennedy name, right? talking the talk but never walking the walk and i hope what we've shared in this first part makes it amply clear to anyone this guy is a pure demon someone just said dr shiva can you share with people why you your analysis of his voice look in ancient systems of yoga you know you have different chakras energy centers in your body your crown chakra connects you to the your highest um thoughts the third eye opens up reveals many many important ideas to you right truth the throat chakra is where it is in between your higher level thoughts, truth, and your actions, right? Your arms, your the chakras below. What's fascinating is when someone has a, like him, this throat issue, it's indicative of the facts that their thoughts do not match their deeds. So just think about that, right? As you take, as you consider this. But those of you who are here, Recognize that I am running for president. We have amazing, very, very enlightened group of people like Jason and Justin all over the world who are getting this, who do not want to choose the lesser of two evils. We're done with that. The lesser of two evils is, is the thing that's uh, all about you lowering your standards and accepting, well, they want to depopulate me. It's okay. 
okay, the life expectancy in the United States is going like this. Yeah, my children are going to be living less than me. I'm going to accept that. Okay, okay, I accept everything. And that's what the lesser of two evils wants you to do. But you have a choice now for the first time in U.S. history in a long time. You have someone like me running. We have an amazing movement. And we've made it. We've worked very hard at this. For me, it's been 50, 60 years, 50 years. For many of our people, a lot of hard work to create an environment where you can get educated and not be enslaved, to teach you the science of systems, to give you other community of incredible people so you don't feel alone, and then to give you the science of doing this. So I, I wanna play this quick video. You can think about it as a as a quick break, but it's more than a break, it'll inspire you. One last Go ahead, thing. Can I say one last thing? The thing, yeah. the thing is, the, we never knew the nature of the trap we were in until now we can see what's going on. And there's nobody coming to rescue us. We must participate in our own rescue. We must step up. We must get together and we must organize. This is our last chance in history. Once they build those digital prisons and their digital ID passports and all that CBDC money, the game's over. This is our last chance and we have to, you have to speak up now. You have to make noise. You have to get together and you have to organize. We have to do it. And if we don't do it now, we're going to miss this opportunity and we're going to be enslaved forever. Right. Yeah, look, that's important. But the thing is, it has to be done the right way. There have always been moments like this, this urgency, Justin. But the important thing is you have to be, there's a double-edged sword. They get you urgent and then they say, but let's just vote for Kennedy. It's not just about making any noise. It's about doing it in a systematic way where we have to build a movement. So mm -hmm. there are people who say, oh my God, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do it, they're gonna blow up the world. Let's vote for Trump. So we have to be careful here. Um, mm -hmm. They may blow up Trump, they may do all these oppressive things, but we have to build the movement. The movement with the right foundation, with the right you know, framework. Jason? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wanna follow up on what Justin said and what you said. The education is so important because um, the obvious establishment and the not so obvious establishment are very smart and they're very good at making people look crazy, look like, you know, terrorists if they can get away with it. They'll call you a terrorist. So the education piece is key. Uh, and that's what Truth, Freedom and Health offers that nobody else does. Um, we got to be smart about it. We we have to make noise. You're absolutely right, Justin. We The people, it's up to us. Nobody's coming to save us. You're 100% right about that. But we got to do it right, and we got to be smart about it. And um, that's what Truth, Freedom, and Health offers that no other movement offers. You will understand systems. You will have clarity. You will see clearly. And that's the only that's the only way it's going to be done right. And you know, I don't know how many more chances we have. Whether this is our last chance or not. Well, but it's got to be done right. Okay, and, let's just think you it's have, about you, education. And, yeah, you may uh, have a hundred different chances. You may have a thousand. Okay, you it could go on. Let's just be very pragmatic here. We could keep bumbling around for another thousand years and be in darkness. You really could. The issue is every day that goes by, you don't understand the dynamics, what we call the system dynamics of oppression. You will keep making mistakes and eventually you get learned helplessness. So I want to be very precise here. It's not about making noise. It's not about doing something. It's about doing the right thing at the right time. You know, if you want to shatter a glass with this, you have to hit the right note with the right resonant frequency to move things. Okay. 
It can't be too high, too low. You go to play golf, you have to hit the ball just right. Two degrees off, the ball goes elsewhere. And there's a physics. There's a science. If you want to build an airplane, there's a science. You can try jumping off. You can try. Maybe you'll get lucky, Jason, and one day you'll take fly. Oh, I, I did it. But you won't be able to do it again. <laughs> so the opportunity we have is the fact that people are recognizing something's wrong. But it does not mean that we're going to win. There have been many moments like this in history where people have lost because the elites understand the science of systems. They really do. And they can be two steps ahead. They'll have Kennedy saying this to sucker you back in. Tomorrow, he may say, well, you know what I really meant with Shmuel Boerich, his PR guy, okay, you need to do some damage. Oh, this is what I really meant. Oh, okay, I get it, Bobby. I Okay, we all misunderstood him. Let's go back, okay? They have all sorts of games. The only way out of this, number one, you have to understand, just like there's a physics to building a transistor. There's a physics to fixing your a plumbing. There is a physics to building a movement. And without that, we shouldn't be just running around. You can run around, do stuff, but I'm telling you nine out of nine point one chances you're going to fail. And that's what's been happening. So all these people, I got this movement, I got this movement. Well, have you done the physics? Do you understand how to build it? No. So how are you going to succeed? I don't know. I'm just going to throw myself off a cliff. I'm going to flap my wings and I think I may get off the ground. It doesn't work that way. So let me play this video, but it's a very, very important thing to understand. It's the right kind of action. Because if we do that right, you shrink the amount of time. And, you know, the longer you continue things and do stupid things to think you're going to change the world, you're going to have more and more suffering. We want to reduce human suffering. So let me play this video. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing, there's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, 
You don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com. We have thousands of comments here, so it's very, very active. So we want to... uh, we have, um, this is Dr. Shiva Idre. Our show, our conversation, I don't really want to call it a show. It's much more serious than a, some show. It's about Zionist, racist, booby, effing Kennedy, pro-war, liberal imperialist. And by the way, every uh, Thursdays at 11 a.m. and at um, 8 p.m. EST, all of us on this call, we do an open house. And it's really to invite all of you to participate in a much larger conversation. You get to introduce yourself. We get to meet you. Please join. What you just saw was the video I just played about our movement. Um, um, We do a lot of hard work here, so you can support this movement. You can support yourself. It's a reciprocal process. Go become a Truth, Freedom, and Health warrior. Um, Contribute, get books, get help yourself. Um, You can join in whatever way you seem appropriate. But the bottom line is um, we live in a world where there are a set of people who really, really appreciate 
skill and knowledge. And a lot of people are very cursory and they think they know it all, but engineering sciences are a very difficult set of concepts, but we've made it very accessible to people. The elites actually understand these concepts and they use these and they, and they nerd out on them. And once you understand this nuclear physics, you can really use to understand the difference between truth, freedom, health, and power, profit, control. While you guys were off the call, me and Justin just set a quick aside, just a very important, subtle point, but it's an information point. Um, you know, Booby Kennedy knows exactly what he's doing. It's not like he's quote unquote reading a script, right, Justin? He is reading that script willingly. So we don't mm -hmm. want to give this guy an inch. He lives no. in Malibu. He lives, um, he, he, he needs Zionist support for, or he thinks he needs Zionist support because he's in that realm to, he'll probably get a check for $100 million tomorrow, right? And oh. so he's doing this willingly. They Absolutely. read their scripts willingly. Justin, I just wanted you to clarify that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the thing is, to me, it's just, it looks very obvious about where a lot of his campaign funding is coming from. And he's basically willing to, willing to do whatever it takes to get the money. And he doesn't, he isn't, he isn't caring about the people that he's uh, purporting to represent. Yeah, so that's an important point. Now, so let me just summarize for people. I want to thank Justin and Jason again. Justin and Jason are two of our um, tr uh, Truth From Health Warrior Scholars. They're in leadership training. Justin's out of Northern Ireland and Jason's out of Maine. So we have a movement, 400,000, 500,000 people worldwide. Half a billion people know about us. They can't suppress us. So the only thing they can do is make me invisible. It's not working. But the key thing is this. With Booby fucking Kennedy, in summary, we've sh shared with you that, number one, he speaks with, he's, he's a serpent with multiple tongues. Most serpents have two tongues. He's got 10 tongues. And you don't know which one's saying what at what time on any topic. One day he's anti-vax, another day he's pro-vax, and then he wants vaccination of all Americans. Then he wants the CDC, uh, the corrupt CDC. He's going to reform them, make safe vaccines. But the bottom line is he wants government in your lives. His whole family has wanted government in your life. So that's a takeaway. No one's discussing this, but our movement and what I'm sharing with you, they don't want to talk about that there's a presumption that government should be involved in putting something into you. It started with his uncle, John F. Kennedy, then his other uncle, Ted Kennedy, who built the National Vaccine Injury Program to protest big pharma, and now he wants to make safe vaccines. Wait a minute, we don't want any of this shit. We want all of this to go away. As president, I will remove the 1962 Vaccination Act, and if anything, replace it with the 19, uh, 2023 or 2024 National Immunity Act, boost your immune system, okay? Very different, we're diametrically opposed. He's with big pharma, I expose big pharma. He was for lockdowns. I oppose lockdowns. He is supporting Elon Musk, who runs the censorship industrial complex. I expose Elon Musk and suffer for it. Okay? He's pro-war. I'm anti-war. You can see me from 1984 leading massive demonstrations, be it when Reagan wanted to invade uh, El Salvador and Nicaragua, the Iraq war. I've been freaking consistent. And I have exposed and fought against Zionism. We've demonstrated massive demonstrations against these crazy racist Zionists, okay, who come into Massachusetts. We chased out Henry Kissinger. We chased out Casper Weinberger in massive protests. That's my history. Now, anyone having any illusions that the Kennedys are somehow men of peace? Let me, we, I've, hopefully, Jason, Justin, I think we've handled Kennedy, right? What do you guys think? Does anyone know this guy supports the military industrial complex? 
Yeah, the other thing as well, you're for truth, truth, freedom and health. He's for power, profit and control. Yes. Yes. And and that means he supports a military industrial complex. He doesn't give a damn about the Israeli people or the Palestinian people. He cares about some crazy Zionist hoodlum he wants to support to create even more. I mean, if if I mean, Palestinians right now seeing that video are going to go crazy. Right. They want to create that anger. That's what he's doing. OK. Farisha Gibran says Kennedy turned out to be a piece of shit. I, 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 I like everything you're saying in there, except a couple of we need to change a couple of verbs there. It should be Kennedy has always been a piece of shit. OK, so this is, you know, a lot of a lot of nice people think, well, oh, my God, he's suddenly. No, he's always been like this, guys. He's always been like this. So that's what we're trying to illuminate. You don't suddenly become like this. He was always like this. Okay. So when we say always, let's go back to his uncle, Camelot. Okay. Who was had venereal disease as a teenager. Should never ever been into the, uh, you can go read about it. Never should, was unqualified to go into the Navy. The mobster father, Joe Kennedy, manipulated all the rules to get him into the Navy. The guy blew up a fucking ship, which was one of the biggest disasters in World War II. And, and they then made they a hero out of it. Made a hero out of it. Yeah. And, he and they call him a man ships. of peace, too. He's right. just like, yeah, he was no man of peace either. Was, he, uh, he, he wanted to invade Cuba. Then he he's the one who bought in Kissinger. And he's the one who escalated, really started the war in Vietnam. Now, just to be very clear. I want to thank Michael Tracy for this, a good journalist. He found an original video of Kennedy making it very clear he wanted to be in Vietnam and escalated. So any of you after seeing this, please don't bow down to JF fucking Kennedy. Okay? Another fucker. Okay? We've all been brainwashed. In India, you go, people have statues of Kennedy in small villages. The whole world just gets brainwashed. Okay? So let me play... Can I just say something on the movement yep. before while you're getting that queued up? Yep. Uh, after watching that video, I just I just wanted to say, you know, go to truthfreedomandhealth.com or go to Shiva for president um, and, you know, sign up as a warrior. Take take the course. See them pulling the strings. You know, you'll be able to see them pulling the strings. Also, we need help getting on this ballot. So get involved uh, with truth. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, health. sorry, Jason. I don't. I'm not being a good salesperson here. Okay, so let me do some <laughs> sales work. We need we need help getting on the ballot. So go to Shiva yeah. for president and help us out with that. Get involved. Yeah. Uh, so you know, let, let me show you the first thing everyone can do to keep it really simple. Um, and we're not. We don't want to beg to you guys because we know everyone's an adult. You'll do the right thing. The first thing anyone can do is to go get one of these bumper stickers. Okay, very simple. You go to shivaforpresident.com, you contribute a little money. I think it's like five bucks. Shipping is included, and you'll get one of these. You can order more. And put these on the back of your car. Why is it important to put the back of your car? 100,000 people will see it. 100,000 people will see it. So get one of these and put it on the back of your car, okay? Number one, all right? So the first thing I want everyone to do, get one of these bumper stickers and put it on the back of your car, to Jason's point. The second thing everyone can do here is to go volunteer. We need to, every state in the United States, we need to get on the ballot. They all cheat. You know, they stole my election and they're going to try to cheat, but it doesn't matter. Every time they cheat, we expose more of it. So this is a huge opportunity, not for me, but for all of you. 
to get involved, get on the ground. We want you in the good fight. You'll see the stuff right in front of you, right? I was telling Justin earlier, we want you to do action. Start collecting signatures. You'll see how they cheat and that'll grow your consciousness. You have to get active. So go to shivaforpresident.com, volunteer. It's very simple. You click a button, fill it in. Our people will call you. We'll help you get onboarded. Number three, you can donate. But unlike other people say, beg me for money. Oh, Zionism, I love you. This is about you. You donate and I send you stuff. I send you books. We send you articles. We send you an entire course because we want to elevate your consciousness. Our movement, our run for office is about you raising your consciousness. Getting out of this lesser of two evils nonsense. Whatever happens in the world, you have to sit quietly, meditate, and understand, you know what? I'm going to always do the right thing. I'm not going to do what's opportunistic. I'm going to do what's right. And what's right is getting one of these bumper stickers, right? Becoming a member of this movement because it's for you. And if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your kids because they want to kill us. Life expectancy is going like this. And you have the opportunity to change that because we have the right science. We have the right weaponry, which is the right knowledge. Knowledge is ultimately the weapon. All right. Thanks, Jason, for reminding me of that. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So, and and by the way, all of you, this is just go every Thursdays, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Become, come to our open house, vashiva.com slash orientation. Anyway, now let's continue. Um, Jason and Justin, I want to play for everyone this video, okay? It's a very, very, and I want to thank Michael Tracy for this who discovered this video because you have all these people were bamboozled by the Kennedys. And um, so here's that video that uh, that I want to thank Michael Tracy. He's a good guy. He found this. And what is it? And I said, the Kennedy Camelot mythos brainwashes America to bow down to royalty and absolve reality. JFK, a man of peace, killed for wanting to end the Vietnam War begins the tale. Right, so everyone says, oh my God, Kennedy wanted to end the Vietnam War. Oh my God, he was killed for that bullshit. Right? So you'll see all these Kennedy sympathizers or revisionists saying, oh, John F. Kennedy was a man of peace. He wanted to stop the Vietnam War and the guy was killed. Okay? Well, this is literally two months before or eight, six to eight weeks before Kennedy was killed. And Kennedy had no intention to end the war. Now, let me hear it. Let's play it. Okay. So if you think, so a bunch of Kennedy numbskulls think Kennedy wanted to stop the war. He was fighting the inside fight. Sound very familiar? And oh my God, he was our fighter, our hero. And the military industrial complex killed him because he wanted to pull out of Vietnam. So this is literally six weeks before uh, he gets shot. So here you go. These people who say that uh, we ought to Vietnam are wholly wrong because if we- well, let me start again. But these people who say that uh, we ought to withdraw from Vietnam are wholly wrong because if we withdrew from Vietnam, the communists would control Vietnam. Pretty soon Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Malaya would go and all of Southeast Asia would be under the control of the communists and under the domination of the Chinese. And then India, Burma, be the next target. So I think we should stay. We should make it clear as Ambassador Lodge is now 
making it clear that while we want to help, we don't see a successful ending to this war unless the people will support it. And the people will not support the effort if uh, the government continues to follow the policy of the past two months. I hope that will be clear to the government. It should be. After all, they've been conducting this struggle for 10 years. And uh, I admire what the president has done. He's been counted out a number of times. I'm hopeful that he will come to see that uh, they have to reestablish their relationship. Okay. So everyone clear? Justin and Jason, did you guys hear that clearly? He's clearly saying. Yeah, yeah. We have no interest in pulling out of Vietnam, okay? We're gonna stay there forever, okay? And he supports the South Vietnamese president who's fighting the Viet Cong. So anyone who's brainwashed you into thinking Kennedy was a man of peace and he was fighting the internal Pentagon, he says it very clearly, we have to stay there, right? We have to win this war. And he proposes um, the scumbag Kissinger's domino theory. Oh, if Vietnam goes, then Indonesia goes, then everything goes all the way to India. <laughs> okay? So that is JFK. So if you have any problem or any issues thinking that, or any uh, brainwashing notions that John F. Kennedy was a man of peace and he died fighting to get out of Vietnam, it's absolutely false, okay? All right, now let me go to the brother of Robert Kennedy, uh, John F. Kennedy, the father of Robert Kennedy. Again, another guy who was shot. And oh my God, Bobby, they used to call him Bobby, the father. He was a man of peace. He got shot because he too wanted to get out, out of Vietnam, right? You've heard that story. So I'm going to now read you Robert Kennedy's speech on the floor of the Senate. Remember, he was a U.S. Senator from New York making it very clear that Lyndon B. Johnson, who people are portrayed as a real warmonger, Kennedy's totally supporting Lyndon Johnson staying in Vietnam, okay? And let me show you that. And this is again um, from Michael Tracy, okay, who found this document. I always like to give credit to people, you know, who do the work. Um, Kennedy steals all my stuff, okay? But here we go, Michael Tracy says, May 6, 1965, Robert F. Kennedy on the Senate floor, so remember, Robert F. Kennedy, the father, denounces the concept of withdrawing from Vietnam as an intolerable, quote, repudiation, end quote, of his brother's previous commitments, declares support for Lyndon Johnson's war policy as a continuation of JFK's war policy. And this is what he says. So this is um, um, Robert Kennedy giving a speech on the floor of the United States Senate, he goes, Mr. President, which is to the Senate president, I vote for this resolution because our fighting forces in Vietnam elsewhere deserve the unstinting support of the American government and the American people. I do so in understanding that as Senator Stennis said yesterday, quote, it is not a blank check. We are backing up our men and also backing up the present policy of the president, which means bomb the shit out of Vietnam. If we substantially enlarges or changes it, I would assume he would come back to us in one way or another. And this is liberal imperialism. You see, the, the right-wing Republicans say, just go bomb those yellow people out there. The liberal imperialist always couches it in a nice way. You see what he says? We are backing our men and women, also backing up the present. If he substantially enlarges or changes it, I would assume he would come back to us in one way or another, which means... 
hey, if you're going to bomb them more, just ask us for approval and we'll let you bomb them more. We confront three possible courses in Vietnam. The first is a course of withdrawal, which is what a man of peace would have done. Such a course would involve a repudiation of the commitments undertaken and confirmed by three administrations. It would imply an acquiescence in communist domination of South Asia, a domination unacceptable to the peoples of the area struggling to control and master their own destiny. Listen to the double talk. We're going there manipulating their destiny or the U.S. imperialism is. It would be an explicit and gross betrayal of those, those in Vietnam who have been encouraged by our support to oppose the spread of communism. It would promote an inexorable tendency in every capital to rush to Peiping and make the best possible bargain for themselves. It would gravely, perhaps irreparably weaken the democratic position in Asia. So black and white, Robert F. Kennedy was all for staying in Vietnam, clearly says we should not withdraw. At a very critical time, 1964, and that war kept going on for another six, seven years, Poor whites and poor blacks were butchered in that war. Young 17-year-old kids. No Kennedy died in that war, okay? But poor blacks and poor whites died in that war. You know, I had a friend in the, in the Vietnam War. He was a black guy with his white soldiers. He said one time they were in the jungles, and Ho Chi Minh had constructed this huge statue of a black man in chains. And he said, black man, why are you fighting for a country which doesn't even give you the right to vote, which doesn't even give you civil rights? All right, so that is your freaking Kennedys. John Kennedy started Vietnam, escalated it. Robert F. Kennedy had an opportunity to withdraw, said we must not withdraw. Booby fucking Kennedy wants to support freaking US imperialism and Zionism, racism in Israel. They all bow down to the God of the military industrial academic complex. They are not men of peace, period. And that's why those of you joining um, today, that's why we were very clear, very precise, as um, Justin said, Zionist racist. Hope you understand. Zionism is racism. Go look back in the video if you don't get it. Booby fucking Kennedy. That's his name. He's pro-war and he's a quote unquote liberal imperialist. What you see with liberal imperialism is they screw you, but try to make you feel good about it. That's what they do. The open imperialist says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to bury Goldwater. He just wanted to bomb all of, he just wanted to bomb the shit out of Vietnam. But Robert F. Kennedy says, you can bomb it, but if you want to bomb it more, just come back and ask me. Right? You see how they do it? It's very sophisticated. It's very diplomatic fuckery. Okay? And that's liberal imperialism. You're better off support, you knowing, you know, that I'm going to, they're, the open imperialist says, I'm going to screw you, J Jason. I'm going to come after you. I'm going to rape all your children. The liberal imperialist says, I'm going to rape one of your children, and I'm going to go back to the government to see if I can get approval to rape two more. Yeah, so I want to say something on that. I mean, yeah. it's like, would you rather get punched in the face or stabbed in the back? You know, because I'd rather get punched in the face. And Well, you so can at least do something. Double talk. You know, at least, at least you see it coming, right? And it's not talk nice to me and then when i turn around you know that's the way i look at that yeah but i hope everyone understands that the content we're sharing with you today you will not get this analysis anywhere on the freaking planet all those grifters a really 
fucked up grifter, Russell fucking Brand. The guy looks evil. He looks like fucking Charles Manson to me every time. I want to throw up when I see his face. I really do. This guy sucks off Kennedy. Never asked him any real question. Megyn Kelly never asked him any real question. Joe Rogan never really asked him any question. He avoids me like the plague because you know I'll destroy him. So all of these grifters are part of the Zionist racist cabal. They, it doesn't matter which one of them get elected, guys. They're all part of that warmongering cabal, whether it's Trump, whether it's Kennedy, whether it's DeSantis, whether it's that fucking other, you know, turd that they found out. They needed a brown face so they could hide from me. And that's what Vivek is, right? A freaking pro-vaccine mandating, pro-big pharma. The guy will say anything. He sounds like a used car salesman when I see him. Every time I see his mouth, all I see is a used car salesman. So that's what these people are. And they don't care. They're all auditioning for the elites. And the elites are saying, who will fuck over the masses, like Jason said, through backstabbing? It's a beauty pageant that's being run right now. And the elites are saying, oh, Booby Kennedy's really, really got all these fucking idiots thinking he's going to fight for them. Oh, Trump is a little bit fucked up because he did Operation Warp Speed. Fuck, you know, they're figuring that out. Maybe DeSantis, you know, DeSantis, you know, did some things. So they are auditioning people and they surely do not want me being in that competition. And the Can only, let me finish, Jason. The only people yep, want me it. in this competition is you guys. And in order to do that, go get a bumper sticker. Okay. Simple activities. Let's talk action. Get a bumper sticker, go to sheepaforpresident.com, volunteer. And, but most importantly, if you don't do any of that, get educated, go to truthfromhealth.com, get educated, get your brain corrected, get all those neural networks clear of all the forgiving that you've given these people. Don't give them an inch. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. I just want to say, I'm sure there's a couple people watching this. You know, why is he going to call it Russell Brand? Why is he going to talk about Joe Rogan now? You know, these guys say say good things, and they do say good things, you know, or whatever. Maybe they have a good show. Um, but people look at Joe Rogan as some kind of fighter for free speech. If he wants free speech, he wants it for his show, you know. But my point is these are the people who get you to do nothing. You know, that's what I want you to understand. That's why Dr. Shiva, first of all, somebody's got to call him out. So that's why he calls him out. Number two, well, go, these are the go, people. Jason, just go to Joe Rogan. Let's be very precise here. Joe Rogan has had multiple opportunities in 2020 and in 2014 to have us on a show. Eddie Bravo contacted him, who's his close friend. Okay. Yeah. So let's not give him an inch. For God's sake, let's be very precise here. He okay. consciously chose not to put me on because I was exposing GMOs. He was pro-GMO. I was exposing the vaccines. He was pro-vax. Then when he saw the MAGA group go this way, then he went that way. Okay? But he is owned by a multi-billion dollar infrastructure, Spotify, and by Endeavor. His agent is Ari Emanuel. Please draw the connection right back to money. These people say enough. They delay truth to sucker people in. He will never put me on a show because the day he puts me on a show... He's going to lose probably 90% of his audience to me. People say, this is a real guy. You suppress truth, you fucker. That's why right. he never put us on his show. So let's not be sure. He doesn't support free speech. Don't give him that. That's false. He's forced yeah. on shit. 
Well, I was I was saying people think he's actually get you know he's not fighting for anyone. If he's fighting, it's he's always he, you know he never claimed to be your fighter. He's running a show. He's an, he's he's an entertainer. He's an openly he's an entertainer. But yeah. what I'm saying is these people who entertain you and they might expose some things like Russell Brand, you know, they are the ones who are stopping us from doing it yourself. You have to understand it's up to us. That's my real point here. Well, is that first of all, again, let's be very clear. Russell Brand and Justin, you can add in, supported this guy Harari. These people are actually imperialists. Exposing stuff, Jason, any fool can expose stuff. Fucker That's what I'm trying to say. Stuff. Yeah, any fool yeah. can do you that. Have, you have pedophiles doing movies about pedophilia. Okay? And they make money off of it. Exposing stuff doesn't do anything. You can, you know, write movies on uh, child trafficking. And we all could be three Catholic people. Imagine three Catholics. Let's say we're all three Catholics and we do a movie exposing child trafficking. Imagine if we left out the big elephant in the room, the freaking Vatican. What would you say about that? And that is what Sound of Freedom did. They left right. out the Vatican. Okay. They were all Catholics who did that movie. And you have to wonder, did they do this movie to do make people feel good, but forget about the Vatican, which is a center of pedophilia? So exposing yeah. stuff doesn't mean shit. It's when did you expose it? And did you call an action at the right time? So let's not give credit to people who, quote unquote, expose stuff. What did they do? Did they compel an action? Go ahead, Justin. Absolutely. But my message is, it's more. If you want to be entertained, go ahead watch this show. If you, you know, but if, it's time to be more than entertained. That's that's really my point. It's time to, for us, to not look for heroes anymore, for working people to unite, and that's the only way that real change is gonna. It's the only way that real change has ever occurred in the past, and it's the only way that real change is gonna occur in the future. Go ahead, Justin. No, just when I looked at the sound of freedom, I mean, I want to be very clear. I think it's abhorrent that there is child trafficking. I'm, I'm so against it, but there's just so many holes in that movie. They're, they don't name names. They don't point to anybody uh, in the past that has been linked to this. They don't mention the Vatican. They, they, uh, the actors and stuff involved all made huge amounts of money out of it. If they were really concerned about child trafficking, one of the things that I think you would have donated the money to make sure that the people that actually needed it got it. And to me, it was like one of those movies that sort of placated the middle class or a certain group so that they thought, well, they did something towards it or they played it down. To me, it was, uh, I mean, and people are really horrified that you would speak out against the movie. I, I think that it's good to raise awareness, but the way it was done, it was so sanitized that it really sort of, I thought, was like a damn squib going off. And the amount of money that it took to make it, I, I just, I'm just amazed that uh, people that were taken in by it the way they were. And uh, it's just unfortunate. But uh, if it, they own all the theaters, they own all the movie houses. If that really was a threat to them or exposed anything, it never was going to go out. It, it yeah. got, it, it grossed more money. I mean, you know how good they are at censorship. If that was any concern, that never would have saw the light of day. Anyway, guys, we have to recognize that the elites are very, very clever. And they're very clever. And um, we have to understand that they understand system science. And part of that understanding is to give you news, not when it's the right time. And 
I've said this story before, but a great engineer who I love a lot called Alan McDonald, he's the one who was the chief engineer 1986 um, on the space shuttle. He knew the O-rings would never work under those temperatures. And NASA was forcing him to sign the launch. He refused. And the shuttle blew up. They demoted him. They vilified him. Okay. And he died about two years ago at the age of 83 or something. And he said on his six months before he died, the most important thing in life is to tell the truth at the right time to the right people. So we have so many internet grifters right now talking all sorts of shit, all these MDs. By the way, a bunch of MDs delivered 100,000 petitions to fire Fauci. We did that in 2020, 2020. None of these MDs were there. And they're doing it to recreate history and cover up what we did. We did it at the right fucking time. So for God's sakes, elevate your consciousness. We're not going to give these people one ounce of credit. Nada. Not even one inch. Not even one fucking micrometer. For something they're talking about now, when there were Zippo at the time when the shit was hitting the fan. So if you want to change the world, you should have leaders. You should have your heroes. But from among you, guys like me, guys like Malcolm X, they don't want you to have real leaders. They want you to have fake leaders. There will be leaders. But the issue was where will your leaders come from? Will they be shoved down your throats with all their personal integrity and public inter integrity not matching? Or will you have your own sense of, wait a minute, I deserve someone like Dr. Shiva. Don't we deserve people who put their ass out online line and say the right thing at the right time? Or are you going to give credit to people who wait two years and write a book called The Real Anthony Fauci Stealing From Our Stuff? suppressing our stuff, rewriting history. What will you do? So in closing, this is really about you. All these people on this you know, live today, ask yourself, are you ready to fight for yourself and have dignity for yourself? That's what this is about. Because if you're giving Booby Kennedy one inch, if you think, Rus oh, Russell Brand says some good things. Hitler said some fucking good things. Charles Manson said some fucking good things. What does that mean? means nothing. Hitler that's was that's not a high standard. Hitler right? was Time Magazine Man of the Year. <laughs> One time. Yeah, Hitler, Hitler was Man of the Year on Time Magazine. The point is, what you say doesn't mean jack shit. When did you say it? And did you do something about it? That's the standard our movement has. When did you say it? And did you do something about it? You ever, you ever have friends, they go, oh yeah, Jason... Um, yeah, you know, I told you that, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Well, you didn't say anything fucking two years ago when I was, you know, yeah, that's what, you know, Jason, you really should have blah, 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 fill in the blank. Well, why didn't you say that to me when I was suffering? You waited. Now you're telling me you want to slap the shit out of those people. It's like you knew this information and you didn't say anything. So please don't give credit to people who are exposing shit when it doesn't matter anymore. And that's what we're talking about. These are the not so obvious establishment. They're taking advantage of you. 
All right, everyone. I think we've had a good show. Any, um, I think, I think we're, I'm done, man. It's been a long yeah, day. Just one more thing on, on those other people. They'll never tell you to build a movement and that's what needs to be done. Yep. They're entertainers and we need to build a movement. So go well, to Sheen for president, go to v, um, truthfreedomandhealth.com, get involved. Yeah. So to be precise, we have built the movement. We have the infrastructure. We need to grow it now. Right. So the advantage many of you have, and like the work we did for the last three years, in my case, for the last 40 years, is we've created this amazing building. We have the building, we have tools, we have everything. It's all here for you. So get involved right now. Act, get a bumper sticker, get involved in the presidential campaign, get involved in the community. It's all here for you. It's a gift. The movement has been built. It's built. The issue is, do you want to be part of it and help grow it? And so you don't have an excuse saying, well, I guess I have to vote for lesser of two evils. No, you, if you heard this, then something's wrong with you. If you appreciate everything we're saying that Justin said, I said, Jason said, and you're not going to take action, then you really have to look at yourself in the mirror. Okay. All right, guys, this is great. Um, we have, we want to thank everyone who's been here now for almost two hours with us. And as we go, uh, we're going to play our very inspiring video for Dr. Shiva for president. And uh, guys, just hold on after this is done. And, um, but get involved. We've created all, we've created the environment. We have coaches, we have teachers, we have leaders, right? You can be a leader wherever you are, anywhere in the world. Get freaking involved. Get off your butt. Thank you. Here we go. We'll Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remain safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers, and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time 
never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. Everyone, I hope that was valuable. This is Dr. Shiva. I want to thank uh, our wonderful guest, uh, Justin, stayed awake very late in Northern Ireland, uh, who joined Bye. us, and uh, Jason Valera right here in Maine. Um, but get involved. You know, go to Shiva for president. We've created all the tools for you. Um, you'll meet a lot of great people. Get involved. So be well, everyone. Hold on one second. Again, to those of you who just came in late, you may want, if you want to go look at this uh, video, this is about Zionist racist, booby effing Kennedy, pro-war liberal imperialist. That, that's what we discuss. All right, everyone. Be well. Let me bring our guests back and we'll all wave goodbye. All right, everyone. Wave goodbye to everyone. Thanks, everyone. Be well. Uh, hold on. It's not ended yet.